0: I'm better
1: off alone. What's good? I'm Chris from the Chris College Show, Millennial Talk Show. The Royals, the latest band smashing it in the UK, on the All Press Top 10 UK Pop Punk Bands list, joins Off The Fret. More music, more music talk. We got Alex Baker and Tom Guilford with us live on Off The Fret. We're beyond stoked to have you guys. And first question right off the bat I mean how did you guys meet I mean what's the story
2: yeah um, when the old basis left uh in early 2020 um I saw the advert that they posted just saying that they're looking for a basis and yeah just sort of drop Luca message but so when you weird. sorry
1: I don't mean to cut you yeah. off but that's so interesting I didn't even know that that was still a thing that's going on today in the 21st century so you guys literally published an ad space like how does that work
2: They had one. There was what they put a post on their Facebook page, and there was a a website called Join My Band, which is where they found Will on, which is kind of like Tinder for musicians. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
3: it's like it started off like so long ago, but it's surprising how many people still use it. Tinder that's cool. for musicians. no i literally had no idea there was a uh, tinder swipe for musicians left. i don't think that's like
1: cool. that
4: basis swipe like, right Ooh, pretty hot <laughs> swipe. yeah
1: swipe subscribe. right <laughs> regret later you know it's yeah,
2: I love it's quite it. a basic platform so it's more just judging people on how well written they are and what they've done <laughs> rather than any skills but um and the weird thing about it was was so four years ago or probably five now Alex and Luke were in another band previously that ended up becoming Royals and their bassist left and I messaged them but they'd already filled the slot so then four years later down the line I see them again and I'm like hey guys, didn't get back to me last time but I'm still interested <laughs> the That's awesome of persistence
4: See, <laughs> <The> persistence in <laughs> all things work
3: <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, meanwhile at the time Luke was like oh god Alex is this guy again who keeps bugging me <laughs> I thought I got rid of him four years ago and he's come back Ah, oh, that's so too we, funny. We, we, uh, <laughs> so in the end, we decided to let him in. No, I'm joking. Like we, we um, <laughs> I, there was there was one point where I was potentially gonna fill in for bass, um, but I think Luke was just literally like, I'm it's, it's not like go red here. But I remember that because it got to the point where it was just me, Will, and Luke for for like a couple of months, and we were like, what do we do? And I just said like, you know, I'm practicing bass and practicing bass. But Luke just kept bringing up Tom like, every five minutes. And I was like, fine, if you want Tom, we'll get Tom in the band then. And that was it,
1: really. So. so I love that. So obviously, Tom, you were uh, very much involved. You definitely wanted to have that music career. And what strengths do you have to have to be a musician? I mean, is it consistency with creating music or is it the love of music?
2: So I think what... Uh... Work for me in that situation I guess is when we were younger um, I was in like a melodic hardcore band and Luke was in a metalcore band and we'd actually played a few of the same local shows together and just never spoke so he knew of me through that so he knew I was obviously you know easy to work within a band uh, like stable and all that kind of stuff so I think when you're first speaking to people it's those sorts of things it's like how much can you commit you know what's your musical knowledge what's your equipment like and then after that it's really just about whether you get on or not and I think that's the thing is once we started talking we had all these things in common and that's why he probably went to the other guys like there's no one else
1: right absolutely and Alex I mean what is it about music that makes you never want to let go of your guitar you know to pursue a nine to five job I mean do Royals have to be competitive (laughs) and you know like think about the Rolling Stones and the Beatles for example I mean they always had like this kind of competitive
3: spirit I mean do you guys ever think about that with your band I mean, like literally for me, I like never, never leave the guitar. I mean, you know, um, I'm just like always on it. And I, I always just trying to come up with, with, with like new things. And I, I don't know what it is. Like, I think just for me personally, like uh, with a lot of people, music isn't just, you know, a, like a business. It's like also a part of, you know, obviously I, I'll, I'll, you, know, you listen to music when you want to be uplifted or like, you know, you listen to music at like, like some really impactful times in your life. And I think if you could just be the one kind of creating that, it's 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 pretty cool. But I mean, it's 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 always nonstop, really. Like I used to be um, playing drums in it, and it just wasn't really like my. And I knew it wasn't really my thing because now I'm on guitar. I'm just literally like, it's on me all the time. It's like it's not on me at the moment because I don't want to be rude for this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> No, literally always on the guitar. Like me, like me and Luke are always kind of like coming up with ideas as well. And I think I, we, all, I mean, of course we all are really so. The, the real kind of competition of us is more of ourselves it's more just trying to like top the last thing that we've wrote rather than trying to like compete with any other bands or try and top anyone else's music it's more like okay we've released this about a couple of months ago our next one has to be better than it so that's just kind of the that's, yeah. that's the more competitive but how
1: what passion does it require to be a touring and recording artist because i think some of the listeners even tuning into this don't necessarily understand the grind it takes especially though in those first five years of being in an upcoming band
3: I think the, the process of like when you come up with something you then it will probably take a couple of months for the whole thing to be like finished and then you've also got to then you know like save some money for it to get properly like mixed and mastered and stuff and then you've got to think about if it's great, good enough to put out there you want to do a music video behind it and then once you do all of that you've then got to uh, sort of plan um on like all the streaming platforms because i know with you know like some platforms like spotify and stuff you there's like there's like waiting waiting times um you right. take up to like six weeks sometimes there's there's so much plan and preparation and then there's also like a lot of nervous energy around that as well because because you've sometimes you put a lot of money and put a lot of like at heart and effort into it and then when on the day of release it's either like it's a mixture between excitement and also like nervousness because you're like is it is it gonna do well or not that is
1: really interesting that you say that because i do remember recently hearing in an interview with steve aoki you know these guys always doing the dj clubs here in las vegas he said when he's producing music he always has to think ahead of what the genre is today because if he's making music now he has to think towards the future because by the time like you just referenced alex by the time it drops if that sound might not be relevant anymore is that something that you and tom and alex and the rest of the band are thinking about when it comes to the Royals' new music in the future?
3: Yeah, because I think sometimes when you think about it on face value, you think it's, like, a couple of months. You think, oh, yeah, if we're going to bring something out, it'll be a couple of months. But in reality, it isn't. Like, things take time. Um, you know, there's always delays and things as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. But I think with with the kind of music we're, we're doing, like, it doesn't always... So, for example, if we were to bring something out, it's not like something like almost like fashion, where like, oh, okay, that's not like that's not um, like catchy or that's not good anymore, kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I I do kind of get what you mean. Like, you you do have to think ahead. We're always kind of planning on. um, I mean, like to be fair, we've we've always like tried to have like a bank of demos or ideas like there. So we and it's and it's basically like as you take some out of that pot. You replace it with some more ideas. So I know wow. in my head that if we've um, used, like, say we've got, you know, like ten ideas, and we use like two of them to to make into like a proper, produced songs, I know in my head that I've got to kind of do another three or four ideas in the next couple of months. So because you don't want to ever look at the pot and then your ideas pot is dry. I don't know why so you, you guys you know, do I've when you have to go live. Ideas, then what yeah. do you do when
4: you're playing live?
3: So basically so so everything goes in time so all the backing goes in time so like all the production goes in time we um play along to um a backing track that's run off a laptop um but what it means is the fact that like obviously we always so we we place the clicks as well and we've got voice prompts and stuff so it means that when you watch us live like everything's going to be in time um even like all of like little no room for error and stops. yeah no, <laughs> no room for error at all so everything comes all in at the same time all the levels are like perfectly good as well so you should get a consistent uh sound for every single that's show that's so amazing will to be yeah. honest like
4: that's amazing because so many venues like you're putting things up like you're hoping their sound is working too and yeah. all the things like the professionalism to be able to deliver that for your audience i mean kudos very very awesome
3: it means it means the, sh- the venues never have to worry about us going over time as well because unless there's mm. like any disruptions at the beginning as soon as you press start it's always the same 30 or 45 minute set it just goes through so it's almost like you're playing along to one really long song
1: um, <laughs> we've, we've, got, we've got
3: yeah we've got in there like you know like appropriate like minute gaps between songs for certain things but we've also got like a lot of interludes between songs so Say, for example, when Luke is talking to the audience, you've still got like some like nice simps going in the background. And it's usually like something that's in the same key as the song is about to be played. So the audience kind of feels like, oh, I know what's coming next kind of thing. Cause there's like, there'll be, there'll be like, there'll be bits of like vocals where he'll put over the. Uh, it's hard right and the and the lighting cues
1: that. and everything that's happening in the yeah. venue and I know Tom, I want to throw <laughs> this at you because you know when the chorus kicks in it really gets you jumping immediately and like talk about the mood that Royals wanted to create with this opening track and to a follow-up question to that uh how would you describe Luke's own development as an artist and the transition towards his own voice especially on this one track Worldwide Catastrophe
2: Yeah, I'd definitely say with this one, he wanted to get angry. He had some stuff he wanted to get off his chest for sure. Um, I know he said that the whole writing process, you know, he was sat in a hotel room and just all these things wrong with the world and just threw them out. And I think that kind of leads into a lot of the vocal on this one because it's got a lot more grit compared to like the first album. I mean, the the whole EP does, but especially in this song, I just feel like every starting line is just really angry, but with a purpose and that kind of matches the song. Um, yeah absolutely yeah, we've I, I all been living through this hell
1: right I mean this is yeah. obviously about COVID-19 right
2: yeah yeah I mean yeah. the funny thing is is it's not technically written about that <laughs> because he wrote it before the pandemic so mm. it was all about you know all the horrible things the world sexism racism that still exists when it shouldn't um, so he wrote the song about that and then obviously COVID happened so and, does like, that you always... bug
1: you as someone like myself that's like oh it's about coven you're like no it's it's more
2: than that it's, it's <laughs> i kind of about... <laughs> like it because it's like it's almost like a hidden meaning in a sense because it's like oh actually there is all of this other stuff but um yeah it's just it's just a funnily timed written song and the fact that then you know we went into our second lockdown and then released it and it was just like oh everyone's like okay i can see what they're talking about <laughs> it's like yeah but also all of these other things <laughs> And I
1: love that, Tom. And let's check it out right now. Let's check out those hidden messages. Let's see if the listening audience can know what's good. This is Royals music video, Worldwide Catastrophe, live on Off The Fret. all right that was worldwide catastrophe you can find that opening track on the ep a spark to ignite and alex i'm gonna throw this at you because when royals come up with new material describe to the listeners the artistic and creative process making
3: these tracks i mean it's very jumbled the process because there's there's like there's kind of like three ways it's happened in the past um and i'll throw examples at the same time as well so um the our, one of our latest singles Jaded, which is on the P, um, that technically wasn't meant to be recorded so it was it was, an, it was it ha- there was another song that replaced it uh, Well, not replaced it because it before but it, that, it was it was um I don't know what song idea it was at now, but I remember I think like maybe a couple of months or something or a couple of weeks or so, it was it was kind of like right near we were about to start recording them. Um, I came up with uh, like a little synth hook and put some chords behind it sent it to like the band chat and then Luke was like oh yeah cool and then built upon it and then it literally just became that and then we were like right we need to do, use we need to have that on EP instead of this other one that we had so that's how that one ended up on there so that's one way of how it works um another way is um pretty much just Luke just comes up um with an idea and a concept and just work. i was gonna say kind of because like
1: way. how does that like do you, does you know what comes first is it like the music or does the band kind of wait around um, for luke to complete <laughs> lyrics to make something happen it's like luke you know they're starting the show starting to come up don't you want to I mean, play
3: <laughs> yeah I mean, to be fair, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I've never been like one for 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 singing or, or lyrics or anything like that. I've always been focused on the music. Really? Okay. Um, so interesting. So back in the day, I it kind of like I would I would sort of come up with something, or he would come up with something, and then we would kind of gel it together. Um, but sort of as time's gone on, and as Luke has been experimenting with different things as well, he's been. I think he. Uh, I believe he's been doing things the other way round as well. He's been coming up with with vocal melodies first. Uh, or or lyrics first and does that help as a musician to kind of i really don't know i mean i couldn't answer because i'm not i'm not i'm i love the honest answer (laughs) but but i'm pretty sure like you know if especially if you're a singer it probably is i mean it's probably is a good way to to write music really even what you you probably get like two different styles of songs i think with, with those approaches but um yeah, they're, they're kind of the the main main ways that we we write stuff. Um, I mean, there's been times where like I'll be messing about with something, and then Luke would be like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll use that in ink and turn it around." Or sometimes um, Luke will have something and just get a bit of input from me, and they might add something in, or you know, vice versa. It's it's all kind of it's all built together, I guess. I like uh, you're
4: saying how you had said it's a creative pot, like keeping yeah, that pot filled. Yeah. And it's it's I like a lot, like listening to you guys is. Um, it sounds like it's a collaborative effort so it's not just luke going you're doing it this way show up do what i'm saying but it sounds like it's all of you throwing in your ideas and inspiration into this pot and then what's coming out of it are these songs and that to me is like really awesome
3: the best example of that as well is like in terms of drums um when me and luke or you know when when we whenever one of us makes stuff I mean, I can safely say that I will just quickly program in some temporary drums. You know, I, I don't really know, like, the intro <laughs> stuff. But then afterwards, once when, when, if we really, like, want to go forward with the song, we'll then get Tom to have his, like, actual drum input onto it, you know, because he's, he's going to be playing it. So he might want to change fills around. He might want to make things a little bit, you know, more...
4: That's and
1: for the uh, watching yeah, audience out there, is the in. other Tom, not the Tom that's yeah, on. Yeah, sorry, yeah, the Tom. <laughs> no, it's all good. Like I joked with you guys last time, think one thing two, <laughs> you know, on the Chris College <laughs> show, the Talk show. But hey, you know, Tom, I did want to throw this at you because, you know, obviously that's, that's a real point. I mean, things got to be organic and fluent. But from a musical standpoint, would you agree that is it important to learn, study, and old, understand old music and music history, or is it something else?
2: in this day and age I don't think you necessarily need it but I think in some instances it can help so you know I think things like scales are always going to be important and all of that stuff you know I'm probably not the best person to ask because then they'll be like I'll be like what what tuning is this in or what what no, is the note of it's the tune of three or something but like so I, I've always worked on numbers but like I know Tom and Luca are into their their music history and stuff like that and you know they've got all that behind them and I'm sure that's helped them along the way and it probably helps the creative process for sure so I think there's, there's, it's definitely got its place and it will never lose it. But I think there's some parts of it, you know, like, I don't think you need to be able to read music now to be in a band necessarily if you can I, work I, TikTok. <laughs> that's so true. I mean, that's actually such a true point because, I, you know, I play
1: music. I know how to play the guitar, bass, and drums, but I never actually learned how to read musical notes. Like, one of my favorite websites is ultimateguitartabs.com. I'm sure you guys are very familiar with it. Yeah. I know a lot of bands out there, like Alex, I see you wearing a Children of Bodom shirt on right now. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I know those guys all the time, even Randy Blythe from Lamb of God would say, we forgot our music. We don't know how to play it. Mark Morton, yeah. the guitarist, would it's literally like, go on ultimate guitar tabs
3: to like say, um, they, we always, We've always got like a running joke in the band where we're like, "All right, what key song? What what key is this song in?" And I'm always, I always just say the fret number rather than the actual. Like, yeah, it's on five. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's on five, the fifth string, and then move
1: your index finger towards. No, it's true. And like Tom, let me like rephrase that question me... for you because it's like. What was your main compositional or production challenges in the beginning and and how have they changed over time?
2: Yeah, I suppose my side of it's a little bit different because I know, like the guitar guys will normally be pinging ideas over to Luke and he'll be working on everything in his home studio. For me, we normally put in like a placeholder baseline and then once we get to the studio, we're like, right, how can we make this more interesting? What can we do here that you know be a little bit more funky um or something like that. So, for me that's changed and from previous bands you know when, when i was younger it would always be like let's just get in a room and see what happens but i think this way works so much better because you're not all trying to throw, throw something of your own in at once whereas you actually you know when we recorded spark to ignite me and luke sat down and went song by song and went through all the bass lines and was like what can we do here what can we do there um and i can only imagine that it's going to be like that on on our on our upcoming music because you know the production mode is going to go up we've got the same recording process to go through so it should be fun
1: yeah no i cannot wait and i know we're about to get ready to play you this music video fair weather friend and i know for me lyrically it reminds me a lot of my adolescence during my final days in high school because you know as you grow up you grow further apart from one another and you kind of begin to question you know where are you in life? And I want to know where your guys' headspace was at when you guys wrote this song. So describe the story about Fairweather friend.
2: Do you want to take this one, Alex? I wasn't in the band that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I,
1: this guess I, I guess it's your question, Alex.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's a fair
1: question. Actually, you know, well, let's have some fun. Let's have Tom interpret this
3: story. <laughs> and right, then okay. let's see Tom if it be, kind of aligns. I think, I think Tom would be a lot better at the lyrics because I'm just rubbish with, with lyrics but fair uh, enough can... so let, let's
1: let let's let tom try this out hey tom from your standpoint because you've obviously been on stage you've been jamming this song for quite a while now uh what does fairweather friend mean to you
2: yeah i think i know the the story behind what it actually is but i mean it obviously hearing it from prior to joining it was just about that friend that screws you over they're not there for you like they say they are and you know we we've, we've all been through something with some someone like that and you know and i'm now knowing the story behind it that's probably pr- not far off of what it is i think is very on the nose song um is I, this I about just, you know, a
1: particular record label is this
2: about an actual no, friend no, okay <laughs> not, not at all it's definitely about you know a particular friend i, I believe or a collective of friends it reminds you know, me of facebook
4: are, friends like you yes. always people on Facebook oh like, gosh. "Oh my god, I'm going through the worst thing," and people go, "Oh, I'm so sorry, care face," and then keeps moving on, and like, yeah, it's oh, like a, a never ending yearbook.
2: <laughs> I have a funny, funny, I suppose, anecdote about that. But when we were on tour and we played it, I remember Luke shouting, "The person that this is about isn't here tonight," and then he found out that his mom was live streaming the gig on Facebook. So it's funny that if, if that it person is had Facebook, been there, see, <laughs> it is Facebook <laughs> it after <is> all. <laughs>
3: About
1: so, um, so it's about Mark Zuckerberg. Is that what I'm, hearing? I so.
3: but it's Alex, Mar- I'm no, here? it's
4: it's uh it's um Tom from MySpace to Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, this is his
1: <laughs> this is his love song, fairweather friend. <laughs> <laughs> but Alex, was this uh, pretty close? You know, to what Tom was kind of referencing about fairweather friend
3: yeah yeah obviously you know about i don't i don't think it's like supposed to be someone like so specific i think uh, the idea probably could have started about someone but i think it's just meant to be like a you know it's meant to be about anyone who's had a certain situation like that you know it doesn't have to be um uh, like a particular friend like we um, all relate next, to that one individual. yeah I mean, kind of that, yeah
1: Absolutely, and I love the song. And I know the listening audience, you guys are in for a treat. So, Marissa, let's show the listening audience what's good by playing Royals' music video, Fairweather Friend, live on Off the Fret.
3: Hey, Alexa,
0: play Fairweather Friend by Royals. Hey there, Fairweather Friend. I've been
3: wondering where.
2: Alexa
4: turns on, but oh, every did time it? this starts, my Alexa goes <laughs> starts searching for you guys. <laughs> amazing.
1: See, that that's royalty. That's yeah, amazing. Awesome. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. i playing you on my Alexa. Like I just love this. <laughs> that's awesome. So let's get right on into it. That was Fairweather Friend. Uh, f- f- I said fam. Fairweather Friend. It's definitely not a fam song. <laughs> but hey, that's on their brand new EP, A Spark to Ignite, out now on all streaming services, wherever you live listen and Tom let me throw this at you because when it comes to the music industry what's your advice I mean like what's that number one advice up and
2: coming artists need to know I think we always say make sure your content's good so any content you put out whether it's the song the video your social media posts you know your logo anything just get it as good content as it could be because you can post 10 social media posts you can put out 15 songs but if none of them are you know if, if you're cutting corners or trying to save on budget or anything and they're not high quality you're just going to lose out whereas you could invest all of that into one post or one song or one video that's really high quality and that's going to be the thing that gets you noticed because you know that that is what everyone looks for at the end of the day now
1: that's so true and i know one of the biggest things that i love about you guys that i don't see too many artists doing today is you guys have a music video for every single song off the brand new EP even when for a fair weather friend that Which we just I watched love. right now that's a quarantine music video but I thought yeah. you guys put a very fun spin to it because I like my the biggest...
4: spa you're sitting in the
1: spa <laughs> right yeah <laughs> up. but I guess <laughs> my biggest beef with up and coming bands I mean like the bands that are in their first five years it's like when you don't put out music videos like this how are the listening audience supposed to put a voice to that face it's kind of like radio nowadays. I mean, the, the millennial audience wants to see video on air production. So is that was something very important in the early stage of Royals to like go, we want to do this, this is the way to go moving
2: forward in the 21st century. Do you want to take it you're there at the start? <laughs> I was gonna say that no, it, it was definitely yeah, yeah, a yeah, conscious yeah. decision, like with, with the EP. I mean, we, yeah, we thought of that consciously to be like, yes, each song needs it. I mean. The amount of content you get from a video is such value for money as well, because you've got behind the scenes clips, you've got yeah. you can cut it up for any different platform, you know, you can reuse it, repost it. But if you don't have any of that, there's nothing visual to go along with the song other than the artwork.
3: Yeah. So. And I think as well, if when it comes, I mean when it's an album, it's a bit different because you usually with an album, it's like your the single releases are the ones that have got videos. But when it comes to an EP, you no, know, because there's not many on there if we were having to pick which ones get videos we're technically pick, picking which ones we think are best which mm. I, is a route that I wouldn't want to go down I think if we're picking which ones are best and technically the ones that aren't best shouldn't be on there because we don't feel like they're best so the fact that we think that they're all like they're all worthy of being on there we should all them um, do their justice and do music videos for them all that makes sense.
1: No, I, yeah, I it does, because if it's so.
4: not, if you don't think the song is worth a video, then why is it even on your EP? Like, that's, that's the way I, I would said. look at yeah. things. That's like, where a, I, like every song point. should be worthy of a music video. Otherwise, why have it on?
1: I mean, I grew up in the glory days of, like, Headbangers Ball and, you know, and the MTV when they actually used to play music videos. So, like, I cherish watching those kind of music videos today. I mean, do you feel like there is somewhat of a disconnection when it comes to,
3: you know, the listening audience and music videos when it comes to the Gen Zs? you got to think of it like a massive cv like you know if you're if you're trying to promote yourself by sending your your stuff out to everyone you don't really want to like send just like a spotify link they probably want to see you as well so i think i think i think music videos is the best representation of like when you're trying to send stuff out to people as well
1: absolutely and you know you just referenced spotify alex so that's exactly where i'm about to go especially when we're talking about this kind of industry talk because There's no denying the mind boggling amount of music being uploaded to streaming platforms such as Spotify. And I don't know if you guys know this, but over 60,000 tracks are uploaded every single day. Wow. 60,000 tracks every single day. That's every 1.4 seconds. Or if I just farted during this interview, there was a brand (laughs) new song that just came out. So I'm just, I'm I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. I'm sorry. (laughs) I hate fart anything. You have to throw it in
4: there
1: exactly and, and as Nothing. we were just talking right now a whole ep just dropped i mean that's <laughs> oh, insane so, <laughs> right. so i'm just saying so like does the band heavily rely on streaming platforms as its top priority i mean what do you guys think tom and alex you have
2: to these days i think um streamings it, it, it's a blessing and a curse like you say you know you're, you're missing out on those days of seeing a video on M- mtv or something like that but at the same time you know We don't have to stand outside a gig venue in the freezing cold handing out CDs (laughs) like to get more listeners because you can put music out there and someone halfway around the world might hear it and pick it up and you can set up adverts to go to those. It's yeah, you know, although you might not get as much money as you would from physical sales when you're a bigger artist like all we really care about is the listeners and if we can reach more ears by you know getting on spotify playlists or you know just reaching a wider audience that way then it has to be a priority yeah
3: that's i de- think if something's big it'll be silly to not try and be on it you know what i mean we'll try and be on anything let me anything throw you, you this can.
2: because there is a
1: quote that's not very uh popular i would say with musicians in your guys's world and the ceo of david Ike said you can't record music once every three to four years and that's going not going to be enough (laughs) do you guys agree with that statement do you think that like you know you you know you have to record music every three or four years to be a successful artist today
3: i feel like with us i i also i also think especially when you're starting up as well it's it's your fan like your new fans will want to hear what you what you're going to do next um so i i personally think is i mean like but you shouldn't obviously rush things so i just i would just think that you should just try and make as much music as you can i think like also as well if you like if you like have loads of really good ideas in your brain you can't be like uh it's only been three or four years so I, i've got to wait a little bit longer to record this because this it could be amazing you know i mean it could be right like, right i think it's like things as soon as i get an idea and i'm like in the shops i have to just run back home bit of my guitar film it straight away and then as soon as I can get into my studio then try and get it down and try and get it to, to, to Luke straight away you know what I mean like, if I get an idea in my head I'm I wanted it to be like heard as soon as possible I couldn't just like have that and, but right. have to, but, and force myself <laughs> to wait so long just to just to record something I think also as well like it's no such thing as like too much music for one person if you're making things and people really like it I think just keep going
1: I, I think that's a wonderful message Alex I think that is so so true and you know switching gears as you know we'll we'll revisit some of the industry talk but uh we're about to be playing you guys this music video gone and I just want one of you guys to confess it now I mean who in Royals got their heart broken because this is obviously one of those tracks right here today am I right <laughs> was it
2: Luke
1: <laughs> you've all been broken okay <laughs> so I think that's actually a very interesting point because I want to share you guys something because Dave Grohl recently spoke with the king of All Media. Howard Stern telling him that the reason he's a rock star today is because he got dumped by the hottest girl in middle school as music became his way to express his frustration. So, is there anything similar happening with Royals when it comes to your track gone?
3: I bet that girl's really gutted now as well. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know. Can you imagine if she had stayed with him? Oh my yeah. God,
1: right? <laughs> I know, Dave, motherfucking girl. like,
4: I'm sorry, Dave. Forgive me. Take me back.
1: <laughs> but I guess like at your guys' like early stage when you guys were adolescents, I mean, did you guys, was this kind of a similar experience? Did you, you guys use music to be your outlet to express your frustration, your, you know, your love crushes
3: ending, you know, your, you know, your love life? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, music's always been a huge part. Um, It's 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 definitely helped me through, like, some, some bad times. I I don't, like, completely relate to, like, I've gone through everything that that song sort of like says um but like no, you know there's been so 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 many times where music has really really like helped me out you know in in, in ways um but yeah i'll let tom go from for a bit uh, uh,
2: i mean uh, obviously yeah. alex
1: uh, is still heartbroken we i've clearly got yeah. that from that response it's it's got, about it, just... <laughs> yeah
2: i don't want to talk about it. that's clearly what it <laughs> sounded like it's still so <laughs> <laughs> no, i 100 relate to everything in the song you know i've been through it um I'm sure some of the other guys have and I know that yeah that that's you know where it comes from is that sort of experience and yeah I don't I can see why music all right
1: and the- all yeah. the guys in the band it sounds like they're all punch drunk in love they don't know where they're at in their love lives it sounds like so i guess we're just gonna have to let the music video speak for <laughs> itself and let the listening audience interpret it so marissa let's show them what's good this is royals music video gone live on off the fret
0: how many times will you do So
1: gone and that's off their brand new ep a spark to ignite out now wherever you listen to music and alex i'm gonna throw you this at you because you know according to the intellectual property artists the number of uk artists managing just 1 million streams domestically in at least one month last year was about 720 uk artists so with that being said it's got to be a great feeling knowing that you guys just recently reached Five hundred thousand all-time streams on Spotify this month—like that's a
3: huge milestone. So, how are you guys feeling right now? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Like obviously, like the way we've been looking. Look, why are you laughing, so <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, Oh, it must be so good. You're like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> that's, so,
4: my, that's, that's your UK like understatement. Yeah, that's, yeah, pause, that's, just that's do how,
2: it. yeah,
3: yeah. And that's 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 like that's the unfortunate thing with the British accent. Like everything is really enthusiastic. <laughs> but you it, just see me at Christmas, all my presents. I'm like, yeah, thank you. No, honestly, I just um, yeah, we got I, more I clothes. Voice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, um I think what I was gonna say was um before Tom laughed at me was um I've I've always been looking at the songs individually, like in terms of streams. So it's quite nice when spotify does like like these kind of like big stat reports every so often um I mean, maybe I was only one that I wasn't even really looking at the whole one. So I didn't even know you could see your, all of your collective streams as a whole, but oh man, quite-
1: would you, yeah. Like, I mean, when I you go on a, at least the Spotify app, they'll tell you the oh, stream okay. per song. And I think it can really kind of dictate to the listed audience yeah. whether, do I even really want to listen to it? You know, it's not that yeah. many people listen listening, but you got 500,000 people listening to Royals today. I think that is so, so groovy. And the reason yeah. why I bring this up is, uh, I want you guys both to kind of collectively think about this because this is something that we always ask the artist even on our own chris collins show the millennial talk show but did you know that the growing number of subscribers to music services such as spotify amazon apple have surged from 86 million to an estimated 550 million subscribers by the end of the year i mean what is your initial thought when you hear this are you guys kind of frustrated that you guys are still being paid a third or to a fifth of a penny when you hear that it's grown over 500 million within
2: five years i guess, I guess so i mean like, i think because they do they, these platforms do so much for small artists if you get it right it's hard to be too angry about it because at the end of the day if spotify didn't exist yeah we still wouldn't have there. that it, we still wouldn't have that you know 0.003 pence a stream but we also <laughs> wouldn't have all these people listening to us and checking us out so
4: and i think that's really important for like artists who do have a lot of income stream coming in if they're fighting for a penny per stream because they have the lawyers to go after them they have the the sound box that's going to help artists like yourselves who are up and coming and need spotify but also if you could have extra monetary value coming in it'd be a win-win yeah
1: especially with well i was gonna say real quick you know with the average yeah. price paid a month you know the music streaming platforms they're starting to continue to drop i mean it used to be like 10.99 now you starting to see 9.99 <laughs> mm-hmm. 7.99 so as it starts to get lower do you believe that the royalty revenue pie is not growing fast enough to spread you know sizable payments
2: to the artist i definitely uh, agree I, it's not it's probably not doing enough i don't think i think but... i think
3: also if you were to take out the royal like the the element of us essentially getting paid from spotify it's like if you make a new fat or new couple of fans from Spotify, you never know. Like these people could be paying money to then eventually turn up to your gigs, or mm. they could be then buying merch from you. And that wouldn't have happened if they hadn't heard your song on Spotify in the first place. So I even think, you know, even if Spotify didn't pay you you'd probably still like upload it on there anyway. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not it's, about it's the money. It's more hard.
1: about the outreach. And that's yeah. how you guys see Spotify.
3: So yeah, you guys yeah. see
1: that it's all kind of a win-win. That's interesting. I don't think we've ever heard that versa I don't think I've heard one musician actually view it that way kind of find that fascinating I think that's actually very true on a level especially considering that 500,000 all all-time streams on Spotify obviously someone's seen you guys and they're obviously seeing you guys you know sell out venues
3: I think money money's always going to be like it's always going to be in drips and drives you you're gonna make more money on some months and then you're gonna make no money on some months it's, that's that's just the thing of money it's always it's never consistent is it but I think fans are consistent and if you can like build huge amounts of fans then you know that that's that's that's, that's going to help you any more more than you know spotify purely just paying you an income
1: I love that. And I know, Tom, I'm gonna throw this at you because, you know, musically, Jaded is a bit different from some of the band's previous releases as you guys sort of experimented with new sounds such as more synth, a heavier breakdown. And on this EP, A Spark to Ignite, did you feel it was time for the band to kind of expand its sound with the record? I know you kind of came in later into the mix, but it's okay. You already told me that you were following them for four years, even before waiting for your chance to get into this uh, limelight. like be honest i mean did you think that this was a good approach when you you know you jumped into the band yeah
2: i mean so w- when i joined uh the other f- two of the tracks were already released four of them were already written this was the one that wasn't written when i joined so i guess i had more input into this than any of the others because i was there for the whole thing but it i mean we it matches the influences that we were listening to at the time you know um, things like Stand Atlantic, Pink Elephant, you know, they're experimenting with since uh, and that probably did influence us quite a bit. And I mean, if you listen to some of our older stuff, that's got like breakdowns in it as well. And it just felt natural. Like this is the song Alex was talking about earlier, where he, you know, put together a couple of notes and sent them over to Luke. And suddenly it was this full song that replaced what was going to be on there. Um, And it, yeah, it just naturally quite fit on there. And obviously, lyrically, that one was about COVID. Um, (laughs) And it just fit. It's like, like, this is the song about COVID, Jaded, not Worldwide (laughs) Catastrophe. (laughs) Which is what, when we were on tour and every night, um, Uh, Luke was basically saying F COVID when you when we were playing this song just before the breakdown. And then the last night he got COVID. And then (laughs) he got COVID. (laughs) I know what
1: a sad world. But you know what? We'll we'll
2: pay tribute
1: to Luke. I know he's not with us today. You know, bless his soul. But we still have jaded with us. So let's show the listening audience what's good. This is Royals Music Video, Jaded live on Off the Fret. royals track jaded and you can find that on their brand new ep a spark to ignite out now on streaming services and alex when i first heard you guys' last track on the record out of reach the lyrics spoke volume with me because it's a song that kind of came across as if the band was addressing to the haters like who have any doubt about royals to go fuck off i mean am i right i mean is that kind of what you guys were trying to reference in that track
3: um, I believe it's just kind of like when he, ref- he references to nine to five, just kind of just basically saying like he doesn't want to have like a normal standard, like go to work every time, of, same time of the day, you know, like a nine to five office job kind of thing that for the rest of your life, he was just, he was just basically just trying to say how he just wants to make it big as a musician. This is my
4: yeah, this is my favorite song and I kind of took it opposite of Chris I took it of like don't ever give up on your dreams. Yeah, they're just that that like one step forward and you know what happens if I quit today, but tomorrow it happened. You know, yeah. it's just like right there. So I just have to keep going and just keep going and know that I'm destined for more than a nine to five. Like that's yeah. how I took it. Like I got. I love but, this song. It's but so then again,
1: funny. Alex and Tom, I mean, if you do want to tell somebody to fuck off right now, by all means, you can let the you know let them know what's good. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> yeah, Tom, throw it at you. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but hey, Tom, I do want to throw this at you because there is a moment where Luke sings, "I'm not." ready to let this go this is my legacy and i won't let it get away and where do you
2: see the legacy of royals in the next five years i mean five years down the line you know we'd like to be a self sufficient band you know we'd like to be touring we'd like to be going to some of those places that are on our bucket list that you know we're not going to get to um otherwise or we might not see the same way but um we're all just in the in it for the same same end goal of just being able to be a self-sufficient touring band and that's what we do for a living. And you know, that's that's all we want.
1: All I know is the Royals won't be left on the wayside. That's all I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but Alex, I mean, what are some of the things on your bucket list for the Royals to accomplish?
3: Um, I would love to visit some really, really nice scenic places. I always see big bands do like these nice tour music videos and they go to these really, really like nice, interesting places like, like Japan or like they go to like California or something like, you know, like it would be so cool to, to get to the point where we can just rock up, um, you know, like climb a mountain, go for like a nice hike or something. And then like come back and do like a big show. Um, I do. I, I think I think that my the ultimate goal would just be, you know, to, to kind of do what is said in the song to literally like quit the day job and just live live that. It's, it's something that like, I think people who are in bands now have always had this dream when they were like 10 years old and they're watching like Kerrang! or Skars on TV and they just want to be like, I want to be that. So, and it's probably, it's, 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 that's literally, this it still hasn't changed. So
1: <laughs> I love that you guys actually have a top priority because sometimes you start to talk with artists and they're like, Oh, we haven't really thought about it. It's like, how the hell are you guys going to be successful in the <laughs> next five years? I love that you guys are already setting your goals out right now. And one of the things I do want to reference is obviously we're about to be playing your guys' this track, Out of Reach. And there's something like really special that's happening in that song, especially during the pre-chorus going into the second chorus that I wanted to talk about. So Marissa, if you got the sound bite, let's take a listen.
0: I know it's hard to believe, just have faith in you, you will see that this is my everything.
1: That little moment is something special to me. I call it a colorful moment. So like, how did that all come together?
3: So after we'd done the, the last EP and we were kind of starting to write new material for this new EP, um, we've always been saying how we wanted more production. And I think like, instead of, ha- we, we kind of started to come up with the concepts, instead of having like production on top of things, um, like say for example, strings or synth hits or synth leads over, over like chorus, we um, would have like actual like little sections where it's just pure production um, and obviously, you know, if you're putting vocals over it, you'll, you know, make them auto-tune so they, they they sound like they complement the synth backing. Right. Um, so but I, how I think,
1: long does it take though to like produce just like um, a little tiny well, moment
3: <laughs> it's funny because it's funny because when it starts when that process starts you, you play like a demo and then it will be like a 20 second gap and then there's always like a bear with we're gonna have production and that <laughs> right bit. we're gonna we're gonna um, fill the void <laughs> and usually, like i mean like i it's like there's been times when me and luke have um we've sometimes seen uh, like uh, a separate producer who focuses on production and we've, so, there's been a few times where me and Luke have just sat down with someone for the day, and we've just basically gone through, like Tom was saying earlier, a whole list of all these different sounds and samples. I mean, usually, like, obviously, to begin with, you've got to obviously keep it in the same key. So you just come up with, like, maybe, like, three or four chords, but then you just use them on, like, completely different, like, universal like instruments. What,
1: but what tools are you using to create the sound? Is that a MIDI
3: keyboard that I'm hearing? That um, you guys- I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, it depends. Really, like, obviously, like me and Luke both use Cubase. Um, he's oh. got um a lot of subscriptions for the, the listening like...
1: audience. that has no idea what Cubase is. Could you uh, kind of inform them a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. What... <laughs> I
3: mean, it's basically like Logic Pro or something. It's just basically like a software where you can record on, but also you can buy um like plugins. Um, so like I think you know Luke, Luke, because Luke has got good connections with a lot of producers we've worked over with over the years um he's got like a quite big collection of like massive like arrays of synth banks you know, guitar banks drum banks like, all of these different things so it's just it's just really i mean like i i do like a lot of synth writing from time to time it's just kind of like you, you just kind of you you can just um Well, I can see where you picked up your influence. You're wearing a Children of Bodum shirt. Come on, that's the greatest
1: keyboardist in a heavy metal community of all times. I mean, come on. But I think that is really cool, Tom and Alex, what you guys are sharing with us. And why not? Let's just let the listening audience know what's good. This is Out of Reach. This is Royals Music Video. Check it out right now. This is live on Off The Fret. is the closing track to Royals a brand new EP song that is out of reach you can check that out on their spark to ignite record and we actually are in for a treat you guys these guys are letting us know what's good you know before it releases but now we're we're kind of speaking to the future (laughs) that's what we're doing right now but we appreciate you guys letting us get a little early inside scoop into a brand new cover song that you guys just did and what you know this was kind of an interesting song that you guys chose because i know that in your guys' band's portfolio this is not the first time you guys have explored doing cover tracks and why did you guys feel it was important to do a pop rendition of stay
2: um so i, I remember getting the message from luke that st- kind of well not started all this but when it first came to his mind but he messaged me like have you heard this song uh i was like no i haven't um and he was just like do, do you even know, like, the, the Kid Leroy or whatever? And, um, at the time, I didn't. And we I, we looked at the Spotify numbers together and I was like, what the hell? This song's crazy. Listen <laughs> to it. And it 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 like it was really good. But we were just listening to it like, I just want a bit more drums. I just want a bit It's like, we should cover this. And then it just, like, <laughs> it, yeah, it was just a decision there that, that, yeah, we then just were like, right, let's get this out. Do it, let's get it done, like, ASAP. And... Back and that's, that's what i like I about go. it
4: i mean as a cover you're not a karaoke style of it you actually made it the royals like if i would have heard your song before kid laroi's i actually would have thought kid laroi and justin bieber would have covered you guys because it <laughs> yeah, really like, you really hour. did make it your own
1: No, I I think it that's a great point, Marissa, and I think it speaks volumes when Royals uh, continue to do cover songs because some of the greatest rock bands of all time, such as the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Metallica, to name a few, during their early stage of their career, have all covered iconic tracks during their time. But why was it important for the band to cover this song? What about you, Alex? How, how did this uh, speak to you? <laughs> were you now vibing with it? I mean, you were like, "Man, I grew up in the whole
3: heavy rock scene." I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> no, I guess no, no, I can put my twist to it. <laughs> no, no, honestly, like I've I just been. There's been times where I've listened to Justin Bieber stuff, but um, I, you know, I think I think it's just you know, in terms of it's like a few things it needs to fall into one. It needs to be like a big song anyway, which it is, so that's already ticked off. Two, it needs to be catchy and good because like you know you got to think we're we're putting like a whole new array of instruments on on it so it does still need to be catchy if it's pop punk as well i just i just think it's quite a transferable song you could probably make it jazz and it would still be good you know, it's <laughs> like it's just it's just catchy the the way it
2: is so um, I've seen that well, going around on TikTok. You know, people are playing this song and just going, what the hell? It goes with anything. Yeah, like a um, saxophone so, player. And you're like, exactly, just like yeah. killing
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The world of TikTok, right? But hey, Tom, I mean, do you think it's
2: important for these up and coming artists today to embrace doing more cover songs? I think so and I think if you do it in the right way with the right manner with the idea behind it then they're really beneficial for you because you know you'll get listeners who have heard the original song and then they discover your song by searching for it again maybe or maybe it's just someone like us who listened to it and was like oh this would be really good if it was rock let's see if one exists and that's where smaller band can benefit from it because you put it out there people are like oh I wonder if it does exist and then they're searching for something cover you're gonna come up um and you know if you want to play them live then you know you've got a chance that people might know the words if they don't know you and they might be like oh that was that band that did that I wonder if they've got their own stuff so I think it's good to do them you don't want to fall into a category of being a covers band by doing them constantly and I think it's important that you continue to put your most of your energy in your own music but I think they can be really beneficial and a lot of fun if you do them right so
1: absolutely you know what this sounds like this should be the opening track to like pop goes punk you remember those iconic records they used to drop yeah, like a decade so ago and like every yeah. kid would like race to warp tour like wanting to know those tracks because they know their favorite artist is about to play it on the main stage you are like come on but we all know Alex was probably wanting to cover baby by Justin Bieber it's okay <laughs> you know <at> least, <laughs> it's okay I I <laughs> why not
3: that one <laughs> yeah why not
1: baby but hey at least there's there's some middle ground when it Blimey. comes to Roy Royals. And so let's check out this song and you guys have a music video to it, which I think is prime time, baby. Let's check it out right now. This is Royals pop punk rendition of stay.
0: I need you to stay, I need you to stay When I'm away from you, I miss your touch You're the reason I believe in love Even when I knew I never could know yeah. that I can't find, find nobody else as good you as you
1: Thank you again for joining Off the Fret. More music, more music talk. Where can the listeners find the band on social media?
2: So we're on all channels uh, at Royals of fishery UK on Twitter, we're Royals Band UK um, on yeah all streaming platforms. You can find us just searching in Royals or a spark to ignite. If you want to hear anything you've heard heard tonight.
1: That's what's up. It's not that you know they will be the royalty family in the future. But hey, you guys know what's good. This is Royals UK, and thank you again for joining off the fret. Uh-huh.